So today we're going to be talking about Convention 2019, which is coming up in May. What are the dates, Diane? May 8th to the 11th. Woohoo! Yeah. Pretty exciting. And today we have Diane Briggs, who's the convention coordinator, also our systems manager. What is your official title, Diane? (laughs) Systems coordinator. There we go. Office systems coordinator here at the NSGU, but she also is the convention coordinator and she has been doing so for... This will be my 12th convention as coordinator, but it'll be my 15th overall. So I think we we call her a professional convention coordinator. (laughs) And uh, we're also joined here by President McLean, uh, who became president at the last convention in 2016. But how many conventions have you gone to? Oh, my. I've been to conventions since 2005. Oh, that's a a good number. And Lisa, how? And we're here with Lisa Bouchard. How many years have you been going to conventions, Lisa? A long, long time. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know exactly how long. <laughs> She's Jason's executive secretary. She's executive secretary to the president, and um, so these are professionals. Like these, these, this. The, we are with the people who know everything there is to know about convention from the inside and out today. Yes, um, Dee, we are. You and I are with the two professionals that know it all. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Um, so convention happens in May every three years. This is a triennial convention. And uh, the con- at the conventions, the, the delegates set the direction for the union. They are the supreme decision-making body of the NSGU. And that's kind of weird for people, I think. In some ways, they think it's the executive or, or the um, board that makes decisions. But actually, they are the ones that carry out the uh, will of the convention delegates in between conventions. So it's kind of, uh, convention is pretty important. Um, so Diane, can you tell me about like how convention might have changed? Like what, what was your first one like and what is it like now? How is- oh my gosh, the first one, I was one of the recording secretaries and just the sheer size of convention. I think uh, maybe that one might have had 125 to 150 delegates. Maybe total attendance was... 200 and this convention coming we're looking at voting delegates around 350 and total attendance between 400 and 450 so the sheer size the technology of course has changed um, how we present during convention um, and the topics you know what's important to the members has changed over the years but uh, overall they have the same fun you know, like it's it's quite an experience to be there. Um, you get to meet members from all different locals doing different careers. And uh, it's very informative and it can be overwhelming to delegates, but exciting at the same time. Cool. Um, do you remember what uh, your first convention was like, Jason, as a delegate? Do you remember when you were elected, why you went, why you decided to go and all of that? Well, starting right off, I didn't know the significance of convention. I was told about it, I've heard about it, but it just doesn't strike you until you're there. It is the supreme governing body. It is the group that sets the direction for NSGEU for the next three years or beyond the three years. So my first time there, I, I wasn't elected as a delegate of my local, but I was elected through regional council as a board member. So I, uh, the board of directors is a right go-to convention. And so when I went to convention, there was a two years lead-in 
coming to the board of directors Mm -hmm. to where I was learning the significance of it, but didn't really totally grasp it until then. And at that convention, I ran for third vice president. So that was a blur to me. And I was elected to third vice president, but uh, I was on pins and needles the entire time. And uh, I took it in, but I took it in on a high anxiety level. (laughs) So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. And it was just to speak about the issues that really our members cared about and to try and usher some things through that we felt that NSGEU should be taking on. Do you remember any, like the issue, any of the issues that grabbed you that time? The issues, I I do believe at that time, uh, we were talking about issues uh, that actually revolved around satellite offices. That was one of the issues that was there and it was a contentious issue and it was something that was at conventions prior to that and it wasn't successful getting through like to get an office in Sydney or to get an office in another part of the province. It wasn't until a couple conventions later that it was actually successful and uh, and we could talk about that in a little bit on how it was successful because I just found it fascinating on the will of the members, how it gets things done. Cool. And Lisa, what do you? What is convention like for you? What do you do, and what's? How do you see convention? Tell me a bit about well, that. Well, I did remember now that my first convention was 1993, and it was at that point at the Holiday Inn in Dartmouth, and uh, obviously it's grown significantly over the years. I had been on staff a few years before going, so I wasn't felt like I was being thrown into it like some people were, you know, when you come to work and within a few months you're in convention deadlines. But to me, convention is a place where everybody comes together and it's it's kind of like, and I, I know it's a cliche, but it's kind of like a homecoming. Everybody comes back to talk again about the issues that they've dealt with over the last three years and how to move forward and become even more progressive and um, make even bigger decisions. And I mean, the governments have certainly not been favorable in the last number of years. And at the time when I was first going to convention, um, we were you know, on top and people were getting raises and people were moving forward. And now people are trying to protect what they have, which is very scary. Um, But convention is a really great place for people to just talk about like things, feel empowered. Um, The video footage that gets played uh, over the last three years from the president's reports really pump people up. And um, I think it just, it just brings out something in people that they may not have known they've had so that's how I kind of see it I mean what is your role what do you do where will they see you they will see me sitting there with a computer taking minutes of the proceedings of the convention and constantly have to remind people to say who they are because in years gone by truth be known you knew everyone because it was a much smaller group. And now um, with people retiring and the movement towards early retirements and the changes in the membership geographic is amazing. Like the young people are coming up and the older folk that are seasoned and veterans are leaving and the new people have to pick up the ball and run with it. Our last few conventions have been at least 50% new delegates. Yeah. If you're not a delegate and you want to be a delegate, do you do you have to do you have to know things to be a delegate, or what's what's there for you if you're if you're brand new? Starting right off, uh, what we're doing is in January we're coming with a town hall 
to talk to all the leadership within all the locals. And we're giving them all the information on leading in the convention and what's going in the convention. But also what we're going to do this term is we're going to offer a resolution writing workshop where people can ask questions about convention and, and how resolutions actually make change within NSGEU. So uh, we're going to have that in each region of the province as well in January. And also, before anybody gets to the floor in convention, we will have a new active, or sorry, a, a new delegate workshop, and we will give all the ins and outs of convention to all the new delegates that are there. Um, one thing is to show up, but one thing that's very important is you are informed on what the issues are, or you become informed on what the issues are. So what we want to do is give everybody the tools to be able to go to a mic, speak for or against something. And uh, just to really show what NSGEU is about, because uh, we're a democratic organization and it all starts at our convention. Yeah, that's, that's to me, that democracy at the heart of unions is just, it, it's kind of infectious and I hope it continues to be infectious for the rest of, like for whole society. If you teach people what how democracy works and how they can participate more, that can kind of spiral into everybody, into their families and they, who they talk to. And then there's this real kind of effect on democracy generally. I don't think there hasn't been a local that I've had an opportunity to visit that's, uh, that I keep saying that, you know, I don't want you to be thinking that NSGEU is this office in Dartmouth. NSGEU is you. Like, it's the members and what we say go. One fun thing I noticed is um, during convention, people are shocked when they're a new delegate and they get up to speak and they say, hi, my name is so-and-so, I'm from local such-and-such, and and I'm a first-time delegate, and everybody claps. It's And they're just automatically, there's this feeling of, I belong, and I can speak, and I won't be What I say matters. Yeah, Yeah. what I say matters. What I think and what I say matters. And it goes right to the point of every person's message matters. And that's really empowering. So how how do you get to be a local uh, delegate? Diane, do you know? Um, Delegates are elected at a special or regular meeting by the local. So you have to be a member in good standing. You have to have signed a membership card. And you have to have attended at least 40% of your local meetings in order to qualify. And then you have to be nominated and then an election held at the local, and then the results uh, determine the delegates. Uh, On January the 8th, we do a count of the membership for each local, and it's signed members only. And based on those numbers, we have a table we use to configure the delegate entitlement. That's how you get the number per local. One local may have 22 delegates based on size, one local may have two. A lot of, most locals have two delegates and your alternates are also elected there. So if you can't attend convention, then your alternate can go in your place. Yeah. Uh, one question that uh, somebody had to me when I asked them, what would they like to know if they were a delegate would be, what do they need to do? Like delegates might need to think they need to book their own hotel rooms. Maybe it'll cost them something. What would they need to bring? Will they need to bring, you know, their own computers? Could you talk a little bit about what a delegate needs to? 
to have? Um, they need to show up. <laughs> <laughs> they need to show up and be present. Um, once they're elected as a delegate, um, they'll be able to, uh, we're doing online application forms this year. So they can go in and fill out their application form. On the form, we ask them what their uh, accommodation requirements are. And every voting delegate, whether they live across the street from the convention center or in Cape Breton, is entitled to a hotel room free of charge. So on the application form, they fill out their accommodations uh, and they tell us what time off they need. And we apply for their time off to attend. Um, there's information on the application form about what qualifies for time off, uh, if they need travel time, etc. We'll also ask them if they have any allergies um, or um, disabilities that we need to be aware of so that we can make sure the facility accommodates them as well as the hotel. And they don't need to bring um, computers uh, we or tablets. We will be providing uh, Wi-Fi access during the entire convention. So they can use uh, tablets or computers. We will be providing the all the documents for convention uh, online on the website so they can download them. We will be providing printed documents when they register. So they'll have both and it can be up to them whether they take a printed copy or just use uh, electronic version. Um, of course, they will be responsible for charging and maintaining their own equipment as you know we can't provide all that but um, otherwise we look after anything any questions they have they can contact myself uh, at head office or they can contact Sarah Covey who is a coordinator in training because I'm not going to be here forever and she's doing a great job and she knows the answer to pretty much everything as well excellent yeah and um, so Jason, why is being a delegate a big deal? Um, why is why is that important? I think we touched on it. Just to, I guess to simplify it, is look what's happened with the government in the last few years with the McDill Liberal government. Well, uh, we've came out with campaigns. We've came out with uh, direction on how to how to take things on for bargaining. No concession bargaining. We've had res resolutions speak to that. So uh, what happens is, is a resolution will come to the floor. Uh, somebody would look at that resolution, um, hear the rationale to why it is, and then somebody would get up to the mic and articulate how it affects them mm -hmm. and how they are either for it or how they're against it and how they would like NSGU to either take it on or it's something that's not a priority. And everybody has a right to get to the mic and speak on it, and, and ultimately everybody votes on it obviously majority rules, but if it's something that is voted for NSGU to take on, then it becomes a, a core function that we're going to do to to satisfy that resolution and to get that work done. But uh, if the members feel it's not that important, it will get put away for another time. It could come back again, right? But um, it's the members, the delegates that are there that make the decision on where we're going to go. That's awesome. Uh, how about committees and councils, Lisa? Will every committee that NSGU has and every council, will they be reporting? And what what goes on? All the um, NSGU provincial committees, which are committees of the board of directors, do provide a written report to convention. Um, those are submitted in advance, and the board of directors gets an opportunity to review them before they go to convention. 
And um, basically, the chair keeps control of things in terms of setting an agenda to know um, which committee is next. And uh, oftentimes, um, the resolutions are grouped in with like committees, like if there's human rights issues, the committee will report first, and then those human rights resolutions will be dealt with, and so on. But the the chair is um, fundamentally the person that takes on that role to make sure everybody's in the right place at the right time and knows what they're going to do. You ready to and, do that, uh, Jason? <laughs> he's up for that. And uh, he's got a lot of help too, so it's all good. And the councils don't actually uh, report, regional and occupational do not report. It's just the provincial committees. And if there are ad hoc committees such as the um, Young Workers is one of our ad hoc committees, they would have to get permission from the board of directors um, to go to convention to present a report. Um, so that just, it's it's a process thing, so. And they have been granted permission yeah. as well. So yeah, that's good also, um, committee observers or committee members can attend convention as a committee observer. Although many committee members get elected as delegates, especially if they're from a smaller local, you can, uh, your we will contact those committee members who have not been elected as delegates to see if they want to come to convention as a committee observer. Committee observers can't vote on any resolutions. They can speak to their committee report and they will be uh, on stage when the committee gives its report. So we will be in touch with those committee members who haven't been elected as delegates uh, following the um, 70-day deadline for election of delegates and uh, yeah so they can come to convention that way cool so there's going to be just like you said jason there's going to be some people who are just going to come who are who don't aren't elected as delegates but end up there absolutely yeah that's going to be that's going to be surprising for them just like i guess it was for you and to find themselves there some people will know what they're in for and other people won't but there's a lot of support i i i know that uh from being there myself that people are very excited and find find um find support and inspiration there Mm. they leave very very hyped up like ready to take on on the world yeah social justice issues make the world a better place improve wages for working people and do things that are are making the world better i mean it's it's a really inspiring uh inspiring thing convention i think some people i'm not sure what people know about convention and who is elected at convention they may think the entire board is elected at convention i know there's some confusion around can you tell us jason about who's elected and how elections work Okay, yes, so not the entire board is elected at convention, but the executive committee of the union is elected, and the executive committee of the union is president, first vice president, second vice president, third vice president, and secretary treasurer. So those elections start on Saturday, and any delegate that is at convention can run for any of those positions from the floor. Um, Any voting delegate can run for a position. Uh, So... Some people gear up quite soon, and that's why we're doing these podcasts and getting information out. Like people that want to run for positions, they need to get ready and uh, get their information out and run for positions. We do have policies on when you're going to run for these positions, but uh, it's the convention that's going to elect these individuals that are going to carry out the direction that the convention's given for the next three years with the assistance of the board of directors of course but uh the president does the day-to-day work of the union and uh the the executive does 
pretty near day-to-day work of the union. And uh, the board of directors, they do a lot of work at the union as well. And board of directors meetings are about every six weeks, right? So they have six meetings per year. So uh, they're very important roles. Also, we have, you know, the appeals committee is elected there as well. Uh, but um, the roles that come out of convention are very important and they have to be adhered to. They're all mentioned within our constitution and uh, they are part of the governing of NSGEU. Excellent. Is there, um, if someone wants to run for an executive position, do they have to decide that now? They don't have to. They can run right off the floor if they want. But um, if right. they identify early, um, they can go through a process of um, mail-outs and, and information uh, based on our nominations receiving committee policies. Yes, I guess I should have asked, so what if somebody wants to declare that they're going to run? What are their deadlines and what should they do? Well, first they have to be elected as a delegate, right? They can't, they can't um, if they're elected as an alternate, they don't attend convention unless they're replacing a delegate. So they have to be elected as a delegate. Uh, and then um, elections for delegates has to be completed 70 days prior to convention, which is Wednesday, February 27th. So after that date, you can declare if you want to run for an executive position. And there is a form which will be available online that says, you know, I, my intent to seek nomination. Because they have to be nominated by another delegate and uh, in order to be considered to run. So once they fill out that form and they send it in, uh, we have elected a uh, nominations receiving committee. Jason, I can't remember who's on it. You were Lisa? That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, so once they do that, then uh, we have a cutoff date of March the 8th, 2019, and we will arrange for you to come in and have a photo taken if you don't have one yourself. And you can prepare a statement of uh, no more than 600 words. And that statement will be posted in the uh, union stand, the convention issue of the union stand. And on March the 18th, we provide you with a list of the elected delegates. So you may contact them if you wish um, to tell them what your platform is and, you know, why you should be elected to executive. Um, you'll also have an opportunity to have a one-page leaflet mailed to all delegates, and we will provide you with copies of a two-sided copy of a brochure at convention that you can hand out to members. It's probably important to uh, note that staff are not allowed to be involved in the um, process of political of politics. Oftentimes over my 30 years here, I've been asked so many times, what do you think about this person that's running? What do you think about that person that's running? And that's not up to me to say. I, I mean, I think everybody is running for the right reason and whoever gets elected gets elected. But people assume that we could talk about it and we're not supposed to. You know what? That, so, that's a great point, Lisa. Like yeah. We have policies that, that work how our elections are going to go down at convention. And I think that's why having this podcast is very important mm -hmm. because, you know, some people think it's all secret and it's locked away. No, this is open. And what we want to do is have the best people in place to make the best decisions in between conventions. And that's why convention would make the decisions. So I think it's very important to also back us up to anybody that's listening here, reach out to your local executive, find out when your special meeting is going to be because 
if a local doesn't do their elections, they won't be represented at convention. And that's a tragedy to have a local not represented at and, convention. And it has happened. Oh, yeah. It, yes. it happens every I think we time. had four locals yeah. last yeah. convention that were yeah. not present. Right. So if, uh, you know, make sure you, just like Jason said, ask the questions. Get, uh, don't be shy. You can call us too at the union office and uh, we can help answer any questions that you have as well. Uh, and all policies concerning convention will be posted on the red, the website so they can find all the information they need there. And there is a, there is an issue about, I remember talking to people and they're like, there's so many, so much language. I don't understand the language. Um, there is a kind of a language around whether it's the rules of order language, which is constitution and language. the constitution language, there's a language issue, but, um, so there will be a learning curve, but, uh, you know, it's worth learning. It's uh, it, the processes that are in place. The language helps to clarify and give everybody a voice that's equal and uh, and that's important, right? I think I think it's uh, I I wouldn't be overstepping anything by saying that uh, if anybody has any questions, generic questions about how elections happen, how convention happens, feel free to reach out to myself, Diane or Lisa, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be able to give you the information, and we'll be able to send you the documents that you need exactly. Or whatever. So uh, I mean, the role the role of uh, the staff in in the executive is to help members get the information that they need, and so that's what we're going to do is provide what we can. So, does anybody have a favorite thing, a story, an idea, a favorite moment, a favorite thing they want to say about convention? There's so many. It's hard to pick one. One of my favorite things, seriously, though, is to watch people walk in a room and you can tell that they're intimidated, they're afraid, they're nervous, they're apprehensive. And someone, whether it be the person that sits next to them or during a coffee break, they'll say, get up to the mic, get up to the mic and speak. You'll be welcomed. And all of a sudden, the person that was so shy walking in the room is now at the podium at the mic speaking on an issue and sometimes they're there more than once <laughs> but you see them see their inner strength and i think a lot of people use this use their union activity as a means to empower themselves and it really comes out in full play at convention and during convention you can cry you can laugh you can smile you can be angry Um, every emotion tends to play out but at the end of the day everyone walks out united and sings solidarity forever i I guess coming out of corrections uh, i i like rules (laughs) <laughs> and, and I like, and, and I just like to see how things play out because I love to see debate. So uh, when these resolutions come out, people don't, don't, not everybody knows there's two different types of resolutions. There's general resolutions and then there's constitutional amendments. So I'm really intrigued by how the conversation actually goes from each. So when we start on Wednesday night, uh, we do uh, constitutional amendments. And constitutional amendments, just by constitution, are so rigid, uh, and but and so it has to be succinct. And the debate is the debate does happen, but it's really fascinating on what changes to the constitution that some locals may want or some people may want in the debate that comes from it. But the general resolutions, it could be from anywhere. It could be like change NSGEU's color from from uh, golden and blue to uh, purple. 
It could be, uh, you know, we want NSGEU, we want NSGEU to, uh, you know, start putting a, a commercial on every month on one of the networks or whatever. It could be anything. Uh, so it's it just to see where the minds of our members are and where the direction of the union could go and the envision more because I just think it gets the creative juices flowing on members on what we can do as a union or where we can go as a union. So uh, I think I think that is uh, something that's the favorite part for me. For me, being on the administrative end of it all, it's uh, meeting the people I've talked to on the phone because I talk to so many of the delegates and um, it's nice to put a face to the name. So when they're coming to register, you know, it's really great to meet the people and to see the difference in them when they leave convention from when they arrived. Um, like Lisa said earlier, you're pretty pumped when you leave convention. You're ready to take on the world. So it's uh, it's really fun to do that, see that. Well, thank you, Diane, Lisa, Jason, for your time today. And thank you for listening to this holiday episode of Union Matters. For those listeners who are curious about resolutions, we're going to have a podcast coming up about resolutions and constitutional resolutions because those are exciting. Uh, but they will make it exciting. Like accounting. Um, <laughs> with the heads of the committees and Jason as well. And um, so tune in, uh, spread the word. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Listen to our notices on our, uh, watch for our notices on Facebook page and website, nsgu.ca. All right. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.